Yeah, it definitely looks a lot more like a Gorn. It, looks like, than it a does snake. look like a Gorn. <gasps> Maybe it does they sculpted like the Gorn. Did you guys ever? Is this after the Gorn? Hi, I'm Abby. I'm Paul. And I'm Chelsea. And welcome to Three to Beam Up. And today we're going to be talking about episode 57 uh, The Apple. Episode 57, The Heteronormative Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to maybe call it The Dino Cave of Wonders. Like, Ooh. I feel like that is... What about is... the... Uh, I uh, love the Cave, cave of Wonders. Of, cave of Wonders, yeah. It is a Cave of Wonders from Aladdin. It, it absolutely yeah. is. Mm-hmm. If Aladdin yeah, I was going to say not... The Cave of Treasures, but that's not right. No, it's no. Cave of Wonders. They obviously based it on this episode. There's no other I'm kind of wondering if they did. I'm pretty happy. No, it um, looks just like it. Yeah. That part where Kirk got a flying carpet was pretty cool. Yeah, indeed. I like, yeah, I I like the flying carpet. I can show the world. Yeah. I like the tiger. Shimmering, splendid. I like the mute fact it was a musical. Mm. It's the best. I mean, that's always a bonus. It's always a bonus. I like it when they blew up the Death Star. How, I would watch how is there not a Star Trek <laughs> musical episode somewhere? There, none, of them, none of them could sing. Well, we don't know that. A lot of actors can just randomly sing. Well, no, yeah, I mean I mean we'll in all cast. of Star Trek. I don't mean just TOS. That's true. I mean in all of Star Trek. Like, yeah, why is there... there... Wasn't there a Voyager one, now that I'm thinking about it? I don't think so. No, there weren't. Wasn't there... there... No. No, there's a bunch of holodeck there. ones with songs. Yeah. Yeah, like there's, there, there's a song here and there, but I don't think there's been a like musical episode of Star Trek, which I feel like is a failing. Why is has that not happened yet? Maybe Lower Decks will do it. Maybe they'll get it. For <laughs> yes, us. come on, you cowards at CBS! A musical <laughs> Lower Decks episode. <laughs> I would watch it so many times. So like more than I've already watched Lower Decks, which is several. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, so, Lower Decks is so good. Well, anyway, we got to talk about this episode. So yeah, we got to uh, talk about Land- Landrew Part Two. Landrew we Part do. Two. Okay, Cave, so Cave of Wonders, Landrew. <laughs> so all right, speaking of Landrew Part Two, yes, this is all true. This landing party might be the most ridiculous landing wow. party of all. Why? <laughs> there are so many people in this landing party. So many. The and they first all note die. I have, the first note was like, wow, there's a lot of red shirts. I guarantee one is going to die. And then, and then they like, all do. What, like four red shirts? Four. Four or five? Four I think it is four. It's, yeah. I counted. Yeah. It's four. Because the first guy gets hit with the plant. The next one gets hit by lightning. There's Third a rock gets hit in the head. Gets, gets exploded, and then the last one gets bludgened, right? Yeah, and Valerie gets bludgeoned. And he was the hottest one, and I was very disappointed. <laughs> he was very attractive. I thought Valerie might live because he made it all the way to the end. No. And then they were like, JK, he's going to die too. And I was like, this is why there's no men. This is yeah. why. The Boy, only crew member other than the main three that survives is the woman. And Chekhov. Well, he, oh, I guess, and He's well, a yellow shirt, he, he, He's a yellow shirt. Yeah, like, he's not a red shirt. Like, um, that's true. But also, guys, why is he there? But um, yeah, Wait, speaking why of the red shirt. No, why? Okay, that's, that's true. <laughs> but guys, speaking of the red shirt, I didn't make this connection until I read it in Memory Alpha, so I don't want to take credit for it. But Hendorf is definitely Cupcake from the 2009 uh, Star Trek remakes. Hendorf in this episode. He's one of the ones. I forget what he dies of, but. Oh, one of the red shirts? 
Yeah, one of the red shirts. They huh. call him Hendorf, and he's Cupcake. Isn't that fun? They got it from this episode. Cupcake? Did I miss yeah. something? Yeah, Cupcake's yeah, the, like, uh, oh, in the Star Trek remakes, that's Cupcake's the one that um, Kirk n- names him Car- Cupcake. They get into a bar fight, and then later Cupcake arrests him uh, on the Enterprise and, like, calls him Cupcake back. And- oh, so you're saying it's the character, not the actor. Yeah. Got it. Maybe you guys haven't seen that movie in a long time. <laughs> it yeah. has been a while. The first one's good. The first one's really good. It was the, it was the first one. It yeah, I vaguely remember this now. but I Oh, re- when you rewatch it, check it out. Look for Cupcake. He's like kind of burly. He's like kind of blondish. Weird. Sure. Oh, he's he's the one he hits with on uh, Uhura in the bar. He's with Uhura in the bar and then Kirk's sitting on her. And then Cupcake's the one who says, is this guy bothering you? Well, I guess it has been a bit since I watched that movie, huh? Oh, I do remember that bit. <laughs> yeah, and then Kirk's like, no, like, cupcake, like, I got it or something. We are already so in the weeds this episode. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Paul, you're going to have to do a lot talk of about? What, else, what else besides this episode do we want to talk about? Because apparently <laughs> say, no we're... one wants to talk about this episode. No, no, I will say I while we're talk talking about, about um, red shirts getting killed, it's great that, like, McCoy doesn't even try i think it's hilarious he's such a bad doctor the first one he'd like kirk and him tackle the guy and he's still face (laughs) down it's like he's dead and all he's done is like put his hand on his shoulder he's like yeah he's he's gone he's totally done done. and then when spock gets hit he's like boy better try to save him (laughs) but then later the same thing like when the guy explodes and when the guy gets bludgeoned i think he 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 runs over and is like "Mm." He's dead. <laughs> too bad. That's just too bad. Too bad for we lost to be fair, one. with the exploding guy, there wasn't a body. Uh, the lightning guy, but with the guy oh, that exploded, there was. Oh my bad. I'm how how am I possibly confused with all these deaths? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, many. and that's another one. I mean, Spock. Spock was hitting those uh, reflex saves because a lot. That one guy got hit by a bolt of lightning and like turned red and then evaporated, and Spock like <laughs> got hit in the back. And was just like, ooh, it stings a little. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> like, I'm totally <laughs> fine. We can continue the mission. It's cool. Stings, I, stings I, just a little. Yeah, I thought at first maybe it had hit next to him, and that was like some like no, something like that like bounced into him. But it did look like it had been meant to hit him afterwards. And so, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I have several questions or several things to point out with this opening scene. First of all, Chekhov says it's just like Russia, and oh, yeah. that made me really happy. I hope that's one of our cliches. I think it was. And then second of all, um, did you guys notice that they were going to walk 17 kilometers? No. Yeah, that's what they said at the beginning. They were like, the village is 17 kilometers away. And I was like, what? Isn't that a long way? I did notice that they were mixing (laughs) metrics, essentially, because they did talk about the temperature being in Fahrenheit. And I thought that was silly. Um, Oh, they did, didn't they? But they said kilometers for the distance. Yeah, okay, that's fun. Well, I also thought that the B-plot was sort of good here. Um, Wait, there's a B-plot? Yeah, the B-plot of the Enterprise not being able, like, like crashing. And I I, kind of like that one, and I liked Scotty's, like, like being like, well, we're going to go down, but, like, we're going to fight. I do like at the very beginning that Scotty is like, hey, uh, you got room down there for, like, one more guy to hang out? <laughs> I know, and they're like, no. Like, and no, yeah, Kirk's, like, Kirk's basically no, laughing in his face. Ship. He's like, <laughs> yeah, run the ship, Scotty. 
<laughs> that's literally, first of all, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Wait, and... every time Scotty gets command, the ship is in just like, terrific peril. danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he never gets it's it and then he can like, go to the like, deck. It's almost like the captain shouldn't go on a way mission. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's that one time he got it and then he just had to like scan space or whatever, right? Yeah. That's all he had to do was scan space. Yeah. But. <laughs> well. Okay, so then there's this, like, cut somewhat B-plot. I don't know. Can we call it, like, an F-plot or something where, like, Chekhov, like, is Ugh. trying to get that girl? <laughs> I think the implication is, like, they're already together. Are they dating? Yeah, okay. that's the, that implication. Is the implication. Because she doesn't seem to be, like, the usual, like, female love interest of another crew member besides Kirk, who's like, you know, I'm yeah. not, let's just be friends. <laughs> well, in that case, why did Kirk pick the two of them? Because Kirk is yeah, terrible, terrible at choosing away teams. He's he bad really at it. He is. Like, that seems obviously like they're going to be compromised in at least some way. If they're bad at, he's bad at picking away. As we learned in Ultimate Computer, he's bad at picking yeah. away teams. 100%. <laughs> well, and no one disagrees with that. We, we all 100%. Okay, nonetheless, yes, that, like, let's call it the F-plot takes up a lot of time i was it does I was this whole episode is there pretty should, slow if you yeah. sat me down and said cut 25 minutes from this episode i'd say is, is that all me you want too. me to cut um, <laughs> it's true say, you want me to trim this one down to a clean 15 and keep everything in it I think we're there. this one could definitely be like a tv show right now like 22 minutes plus commercials like yeah. a 30 minute tv show i Easily. agree absolutely it's, yeah. it's a really it is a not a very solid plot like there's so many holes and it and it's just flat it, like there's nothing that interesting about this planet it's i think the set is fun I mean, the set's pretty oh, cool. I, I did. Too. I had and I like I on. like plants that like attack people. That's cool. Yeah, you I do what? like I like those plants. They're I like love spores. the. Um, I think they mm-hmm. the he picked one up later. Um, though there were a, a, a lot of different ones, but I love the like. There's like fork toothed metal looking plants that are mm-hmm. kind of scattered throughout everywhere. Mm-hmm. Those look really cool. I think they do use one of those to bludgeon someone, not yeah. not the one they used to bludgeon to death, but. Um, they have like cool prop work sitting around. So yeah, I had a note on that that the, since this is second season, maybe they had more of a budget, um, and you can tell that in this scene because it's just the stock scene. But there's so much foliage. Yeah, and even just, so much. Even the houses, like even their costumes. Well, their costumes are another thing to talk about, but um, they're at least consistent and not like falling apart or falling off or like bad makeup. Right? It's at least done well oh yeah i kind of like the cheek makeup i was gonna ask you abby what did you think of that it's over the top and i, I like the know, like man. the white eyeliner too it was kind of weird i don't really understand the point of it like it just seemed to be done to be done and that i don't really ever like when they just do something because they're like it might look cool i really like to have a reason for costume and makeup oh, choices, I, but i thought that it kind of showed their or was meant to show their like childlikeness like like mm-hmm. little kids would draw like shapes Mm. And like it's like triangles, like squares, like circles, like know. like the kind of design that like a like a really naive little kid would do. Um, how about those spray tans that are bad? Yeah, oh my right. god, <laughs> those poor people. Their showers had to be so dirty for like a week. <laughs> like, I hope they got to shower on set, but you know they didn't. No, well, even if they did, it would still go home Check with them. Out. Like that yeah, would take forever yeah. to come off. To it's gonna up. be awful. <laughs> Yeah, they were going to be red for for weeks. That's hundred percent true. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, 
I, I, whatever weird reason, like, their shoes are what, like, caught my eye, because they were kind of weird shoes. <laughs> like, kind of, oh, yeah. what were they? I think they were dance shoes. Yeah. Oh. Like, I think that's what they were, but they looked really interesting. <laughs> like, I don't, they threw me off. I have notes about it that's just like, what are their shoes? <laughs> what is, is it a sandal? Is it a shoe? No one knows. But it was just kind of. It caught my eye, and I was like, huh, that's a that's a choice, but okay. Do you think they got, like, bulk wigs? Yeah, I do. Just checking. <laughs> I do. Down to Costco. I do think <laughs> that. <laughs> got the 12-pack. Yeah, no, there was well, a coupon. I, they also, like, they had um, a lot more extras of the Native people. They did. There they were did. a lot of a good crew, yeah. yeah. What, what Especially... do you think, like, 15 maybe? Well, that tracks. I mean, especially for ones that they had to do so much makeup on. Yeah, exactly. That's um, what kind of surprised me. There was, oh boy, this is much later, but um, it's not that they, it feels like they just pulled people off the street because um, how about that one where um, <laughs> there's the guy and the woman who are watching Chekhov and the, the omen, I forget her name. Yeah, um, the omen. Um, her. And then the guy like, really wants to be doing a stage production of Shakespeare and like looks, off, <laughs> looks off into the distance and like what are they doing it's so <laughs> they look true like it's like wow this is the most overacted scene I've seen in a Trek episode in a very long time since the last <laughs> Trek we watched know, like, and Shatner's yeah, in this one yeah yeah and Shatner's in it but this guy's like and he, out he has some Shatner. lines too he like when he does that Kirk speech about like his like survivor's guilt and he just like stops on every other word it's it's like that yeah he does I mean there's some good stuff in here I will say this this is a weird episode and it's kind of rehashed right this does feel a lot like landorus we've been talking about yeah, Return yeah, of the archons yeah. absolutely um they use this plot but it does have a seed of like there's good ideas in here i don't i think they're not terrifically executed okay. but the basic i think this is a better discussion about the prime directive or the non-interference I whatever agree. they call it than most Absolutely. And and they, they I wouldn't say they like delve deeply into it, but but they definitely like like they address it, they they argue about it, they disagree, yeah. and then they essentially do what Kirk wants, because he's the one in charge. But like I don't know, it, it really it actually makes you think what the right thing yeah. to do is here. Yeah. And I think that's taken away in a lot of these episodes where they just say you know, if you have someone and they say, no, Crown Directive is this, and, like, here it is in black and white, so we, we're not going to do it. And then that philosophical discussion of, like, what is right to do here is taken away from you, right? Because you just say, right. well, I have to do what my orders are. Exactly. Right. And it's, it's, because Spock's not wrong. And Kirk and Spock Bones not aren't, wrong, no. aren't wrong either. Bones it, is more wrong than Kirk or Spock, I'd say. Bones, especially to the end, Bones has some, like, pretty bad ideas and like it, he's pretty prejudiced in a lot of his conversations oh, bones is always let's just call him racist like <laughs> let's just i mean close, old man old man bones close mind of bones shakes fist at sky is like this episode like, <laughs> I love they're not doing bones they're not doing a thing i like they need to do what i want them to do like that yeah, is what but, bones is but you know what episode. he means is what he means it's i mean it's like the the metaphor for like democracy uh it's, well the democracy of one he's saying i don't care what they want to do i want them to do this so they should do it right yeah but honestly like that's kind of like 
said by I mean, politicians sometimes. I mean, that's, that's, that's the... <laughs> As like a justification for war. Like. That's, the, that's the hot take Anakin from Star Wars Episode Two. Oh, God. Oh, can we not talk about that? I can't believe <laughs> that. Is that is Anakin in the field talking to Padme. Oh. oh, that scene where he confesses his love. I can't think about it. It's so bad. Anyway, this episode. This episode is not going well, you guys. No, it nope. definitely is. Guys, what about when Spock pushes Jim out of the way? I thought that was a good scene. I did too. Oh, yeah, I nice. loved it. I and thought there was great interplay between Bones, Spock, and Kirk for uh, some I good chunks. But of the that's usually never the problem, though. Like, no, their it's not. their relationship is always one of the highlights of an episode because it is a great like relationship. Like they. Their yeah. interactions together are usually delightful. If, if, any, if any one of them cared about... Well, I guess Kirk does care about one of the red shirts. But if any of them put in, like, five more minutes of work making a relationship with a red shirt so they would try yeah. to save him. But, but no. My, my note here is, this is so sweet, poor Abby. To have to see Spock suffer. It is so upsetting. And <laughs> I knew you wouldn't like that. He's so sad. He's, like, in pain all the time because he... He really takes people. a beating. He yeah, does. He Dude, sad. he gets beat up in this episode. Like, he gets hit by lightning. There's, like, expl- Like, he tries to the save plants. people. The, yeah, plants the plants are after him. Like... Poor Spock. He, and then he just gets made fun of at the end of the episode for looking like Satan, and I don't care for it. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I will Not say to, to a, a point that Chelsea usually makes, I will I will say that um, you may make this point later, Chelsea, but I feel like this is one where you're, it is pretty heavy-handed that the, the message <laughs> yeah. is like not... It's ridiculous. This is a pretty heavy. They're like, "Hey guys, we wrote this. Uh, <laughs> we wrote this allegory, but I guess we're just going to tell it's you every aspect of it, <laughs> right?" I, I, so sometimes I'll defend that and say, "No, no, it's still subtle, or there's like nuance to it." I don't think there's much nuance to this one. They're like, "No, there's no, not. there's no." Like we literally there's named super... the episode "The Apple." Yeah, um, we <laughs> literally, and we name check Eden. Like it's a whole. Yeah, thing. the first thing we're <laughs> going to talk times, about, actually. and then ten times throughout the episode is Eden. Yeah. Yeah, the I, only thing that was weird with that it's ending a snake. scene. Giant yeah, it's a snake. snake. Oh, it's a, it's a giant snake, of course. Um, uh, I can't believe they didn't mention that Vol was the devil. Well, if we're continuing I mean, the metaphor, sorry. Now you guys are looking at me weird because, like, like they're like movies. all playful at the end, but they're, and it's like, haha, like, uh, am I the devil, Spock? And then they're like, they make fun of Spock for being the devil, but clearly, Vol is the devil if he's no. The one I think the argument would and, be, and he's that, the one who who taught them to kill. No, but I think the argument would be that he's follows the one running the garden of eden and telling them not to eat from the yeah. tree yeah and they're and like, spock and kirk and, spock and the, the ones who are like here's the apple so yeah it falls the literal snake who who teaches oh, but, them to murder <laughs> well but i well, mean but they'd still but if they had listened to vol and if they'd killed all the people they'd still have technically they'd still be in their garden of eden well which they, is why i think it's such a weird metaphor because it's like the devil's running the garden in this one no but i think i think it still tracks with I think it still tracks that, um, I mean, if you read Old Testament, man, Old Testament God tells you to kill a lot. So much killing. <laughs> tells so you to kill much everybody. murder. Uh, so so I think murder. it still, I think it still tracks that they're the serpent coming in. Again, yeah. they're mixing their metaphors. They they're are mixing, mixing their, their metaphors, metaphors a lot. Not when unusual. they're trying to be so heavy handed to just have a snake cave. By the way, sweet snake cave, but. I, I still think it looks cave. like a dinosaur. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's that's definitely with its fangs and its little tongue. Well, it has like a 
thing on its head. It has like a ridge on its head. I feel like it's a dinosaur. It had a ridge? I think so. Yeah, it definitely looks a lot more like a gorn. It, like, than it a does snake. look like a gorn. <gasps> Maybe it does they sculpted look like the gorn. Did you guys ever? Is this after the gorn? Mm. Yeah, because Arena season one. Yeah. Oh, O-M-G. That'd be great if it was like a, if Gorn had visited this planet and then, and then yeah, just that's started what I'm worshiping saying. a Gorn. Maybe Gorn made the machine. So they keep calling it a machine, and, and I remembered this episode different. I remembered a reveal, like a Landry-style reveal that we never I... got. I would have loved a Landry-style No, they, yeah, they never really the explain Cave of Wonders Landru. Like, it's yeah. just kind of a thing. And I, I they never was really explained Was there a big computer I... in there? Presumably. Presumably, yeah, but like it also didn't really make sense about how they were feeding it. Like, how does that make yeah. energy for a machine? It, it did, was no, very that confusing. No sense. That made no sense. Well, I and mean, it really didn't make any sense for even if the atmosphere is perfect and the weather and blah 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 blah. Like, I still don't really understand how all those people are still alive. Like, it would. I'm sure it would extend their life, but like to the point where they don't need to reproduce anymore. I don't know about that. So they're basically yeah. immortal. Yeah, yeah, and I think but the how? argument. Well, I don't the, know. Yeah, what is the theoretical mechanism <laughs> for this? No, um, no, no, and they don't. They don't obviously. Go I think that. at the end, though, the argument would be they they still are right. Like, well, but unless they, he was but actively... they start talking about how they're gonna like have to teach them how to have sex. Like, it's <laughs> a whole yeah, plot point in the most awkward conversation. And so, in the okay, I have issues with this because I'm sorry. There is no universe where Spock is just like is yeah. it just like this is how sex works. I thought works. that weird. Like yep. it was weird. Like I'm like yep. Spock wouldn't be uncomfortable by this. It's a biological imperative. He'd be fine talking about it. There's yep. no reason why he. No, wouldn't no, be. no. That's that's them imposing. 1960s, oh yeah, like, absolutely. Moral standards it was. Spock. Oh, absolutely, it was, and it really and upset I, me. <laughs> I mean, they have to worry about standards and practices too. Why would McCoy? Well, yeah, and McCoy's a doctor. Either. He should be fine with it too. Like, there's no, and well, and I mean, Kirk being Kirk, he should also be okay with <laughs> yeah, he it. He bones everyone. Like, like literally, yeah, like, I don't think any of this makes sense. And yeah. plus, her like boyfriend's there. Like, yeah, it, like, it wasn't even really clear, uh, like, what, th- yeah, that conversation was so bizarre. Was, I did not care. Because it wasn't even sure, I like, what they were, they were asking time. or talking about. No. Because yeah. she clearly well, and, knew the facts, so. Again, Kirk is sitting there eating an apple, by the way, too, to just heavy hand that metaphor yes, even yeah, harder. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, just to make sure you get it. Just to make sure you get it. I don't want to talk about it, you guys. On the other hand, she, the yeoman, um, uh, during that one fight scene, beats up like oh, two yeah. men. I was actually, I have yeah. a note about that as well. I was like, good for you, yoman. Yeah, she's, she like tosses one over her yeah. shoulder yeah. and like slams him she to the ground. She gets it. It's great. I was I very do proud. Love, I do love that it's like Landry, Val just taught them. He was like, take these sticks and then like crush your heads with them. But that's like it. Yeah. So it's. It's great that they're really not good at it because <laughs> they all just kind of come out holding him up like this and then kind of like doing this and they're so ineffective. Well, but... and also, where did those sticks come from? Those were very specific looking sticks. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Was that like some sort of tree? Well, I think at least one of them was those those like fork-tongued Oh, probably. Um, but like things. the other yeah. ones, I was just like, those were just laying around. They were just... Did you make yeah. those? Did you shape them? Did you, like, do you even no, have, like, were, axes to, like, get I think them? there were some just kind of sitting around in the foliage earlier in the episode, sure. I think, to be fair. But, again, the fact that they're not good at this 
made me made me happy. Yes. So are they vegetarians? Is that how the society works? Uh, there didn't seem to be any other animals, right? No, and I mean everything was poisonous, so I don't know. So they're right. only eating the fruits that this like computer provides. So actually, maybe Kirk has made a real pickle here. He usually does. No, he, he really has does. ruined everything. Like these people were fine generally. Like they were taken care of. They were happy. And now everything is ruined. And it's going to be one of those things where the Federation's like, good luck, guys. And then but they just I, kind of check in in 10 like, years. And then yeah, everything gonna, is terrible. 10 years if you're lucky. Yeah. 110 well, years, maybe. Because they're like going to have to be relocated to a different planet if they can't cultivate it in such a way that the computer was able to do, right? Yeah. Well, there's going to be uh, climate change, right? Because they were talking yeah, about the that fact too. that like, the planet from like pole to pole is in this, this, this state that they see. It's like, well, if the computer was doing that, at, that's at the good. very least, that's going <laughs> yeah. to change. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have temperate regions and Arctic regions, yeah. presumably. And who knows what they're in? Yeah, and I mean, there's lots of other things. It's like who knows if this planet has a good magnetosphere to like stop solar radiation? You know, lots of questions we could start asking here. They're in well, trouble. Yeah, I, I mean, and they said the electromagnetism was in flux or whatever. That was one of the things with the Enterprise. Yeah, they tossed around a lot of. So a lot of things I didn't even write down. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. McCoy also tossed out one of those big numbers. I think this is late. Maybe this is during that conversation. Eh, it's after that conversation. Oh, yeah. But he says that, like, they've been at this for 10,000 years. Like, it's his, yeah. the, the classic argument of, like, this civilization is stagnant. That, that's what I was trying to look back. I know there's one other episode we've watched. I don't think it was Landru, but I think there's another one where there's like a civilization that is there stagnant. There is, and it's a stagnant. So yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I just can't remember what episode it was. I can't remember what episode it was. Um, is it this side of paradise? I don't know. I can never remember episodes. Like, I'm lucky if I remember yeah. what we've watched already. <laughs> a lot so far. But there is another one that has basically the same beat of like, hey, they've just been doing the same thing for 10,000 years. They do this. This is not... A, this is one of I feel like Gene Roddenberry's like pet things where it's like you can't stagnate culture. Yeah. Like it's bad if you if culture is stagnant. It's bad if people are just like living on the happiness of what their previous generations has created. And I was like, yeah. is it though? He really liked I have Rome. Questions. Uh, he really liked Rome. Yeah, he did. He did super like Rome. Yeah, it's which true. is kind of disturbing. I like that we learn how much money uh, Starfleet has invested in Spock. Yeah, right. Was that, that going to be money or time? I don't know. It doesn't Good matter. Questions. I think it was going to be hours. Like either a... I don't I don't know, but I ju- I just enjoy that he starts to like like rag he likes off he, a- he has an answer. <laughs> when, when Kirk is just like, do you know how much Starfleet has invested in you? And he's like, well, yeah, I I have like been keeping track. <laughs> I track my vacation time and like I have a separate spreadsheet for you know like all the hours I have put in and like the training and it's all in his mind of course the oh, spreadsheets are in his mind oh yeah the <laughs> it's in his mind palace yeah that's that's how Spock works I did there was one point where I super identified with Spock as I mean usually but there was one part where I really enjoyed it when they were they were giving when the villagers were putting like the flower garlands on everyone. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that and, too. And Kirk is like looking at Spock getting a flower garland. He's like, it does something for you. And he's like, yes, Captain, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I wrote like, that down too, Abby. Perfect. I'm like, this is my life. <laughs> Interaction with other humans makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious too. That makes me it was want to my put more flowers on Spock. It was my favorite thing in the world. Like a lot more like, flowers. 
years. Because he's just like, I want, n- why is this happening to me? I've already been, like, struck by lightning. This is not okay. <laughs> I wanted Spock to also have a flower in his hair, to have a flower garland. Oh I wanted poor him Spock. to have it all. This is not a good episode for poor Spock. He just, no. all these things happened to him. He suffered a lot. It was very sad. He did suffer. This is such a weird episode. It's it weird so episode. weird. It's And it's, it was and it was just kind of boring. Like, I was really bored watching yeah. it. I thought it was pretty mediocre. I think it is a pretty boilerplate, but again, I think there's good stuff in there, especially Prime Prime Directive related of like, if they'd spent more time on that, Um, but they don't. I mean, they spend a lot more time than usual. Well, but they also come down on it just in a really weird way. Like I said, McCoy's argument is just like, I don't like this. And Spock's argument is like, oh. It works for them, it seems like it. We should interfere. Yeah. Yeah. And so... If Kirk had taken up more of a position, like if they did play those as completely opposite and then Kirk found like a way to argue between those points, that would have maybe used some time. I mean, they had plenty of time in this episode, so. Yeah. Well, who do you agree with? What do you think they should have done? That's a good question. Um, Because from a prime directive standpoint, right, it's like the prime directive makes sense at a big picture. Yeah, I would have left him alone, I think. But they're already there, right? They're already breaking it by, like, being there. Right, which, so I don't know why they were there. That didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, Because he had orders, right? Yeah, but, like, yeah, it doesn't, ugh. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just, like, rolling my eyes. I think from a big picture sense, yes, it does not make sense for them to be there full stop. Um, Like, yeah, catalog this place from space. You could do that. I guess Valsa yeah. would have attacked him, but I don't know. Yeah. Abby would have left him, I'm sure. I would have left them if I had even, like, but since they'd already gotten to the planet, I kind of feel like what they, and since they kind of had to destroy Val to get away from the planet. Yeah, Because <laughs> otherwise the trick, they right? all would have been stuck there. I'm like, well, okay, if you have to destroy Val, then you have to stay there until you can get someone, like, a team from the Federation to help these people. Like, there needs to be a transition team because these people have no idea what they're doing. Like, you they, need to be and, a second, second contact. Yeah. Yeah, well, you need second contact. <laughs> yeah, so basically you what you're saying is in. lower yeah, decks yeah. is going to yeah, happen at the Cerritos, the Cerritos needs to come to this planet and, like, help them out and figure it, give them farming implements and, like, milk well, and their giant spider. Like, like yeah. I said, they probably also might need to be relocated. Yeah, depending on, depending on the, well, well, they have, it's been established in canon that a lot of planets have, like, like, Ryza has, has climate control, basically, controls for their planet. Yeah, so they they might be able to terraform So, like, they can just do that, but, like. So, it's a good point that you make, though, Abby, that it's sort of a false choice in here, because they don't have a choice. Kirk is just like, well, we have to get away, the ship is going to be destroyed, so we have to destroy it all. But it sucks, because they wouldn't have had to do that if they had just followed their own damn prime directive to begin with. (laughs) No, but I, I think if you remove Vol, like, at the Enterprise, like, if at a certain point they're able to communicate with Vol, and Vol's just like, hey, look, just walk away, and, like, releases the ship, and then Kirk has to decide, like, okay, do I destroy Vol, or do I just, like, walk, walk away, away, back away slowly? I think that's a much more interesting episode. Yeah, I think that would be more interesting as well, rather Because than... then he has to make a decision. He has no decision yeah. here. Yeah, it's true. They're just, like, they're just following, you know, one thing goes wrong, the next thing goes wrong, and they're just trying to fix what's going wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, the, maybe the best... Right, if you're put in that situation, it is one of those where, like, look, this planet's not going anywhere. 
doing nothing right now and going back to the Federation and like talking to say an uh, anthropologist Mm -hmm. (laughs) or someone um, and making a well-informed decision about what to do with this planet would be the right choice. But you don't get to do that if you just survive all right now. So yeah. Which meant, yeah, they had to do. And they're forced to, so. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we're not meant to have the magic lamp, guys. It's, you know, oh. we're, none yeah, of us are should... diamonds in the rough, I'm afraid. Maybe if you'd gotten three witches, uh, wishes out of this, you know. Oh, I like wishes. That sounds like fun. I wish this episode was better written. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be what I'd waste one of my wishes on. <laughs> well, the second one would By be, you know, a million wishes. Um <laughs> Yeah, but you can't wish for more wishes. Don't you remember what the genie said? Yeah, but I, I've always—it's always been unclear if you could wish for more, more genies. Because I would ask for uh, a million genies. Um, I think that's a loophole. Because then each genie would have three wishes. I hadn't considered that. That's pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> you like it? Well, should we talk about messages, or do we have more? I don't have have a lot for this episode. Yeah, there wasn't that much. Is this the most amount of red shirts that die? That was a question. Um, it's a high number, but I don't think it's the most because it was. I looked at. What else would even be on the board, though? Well, there's a several. There's several episodes where red shirts just kind of like die here and there, and like there's somewhere. This is one like every 10 minutes. I know. And it starts early and it happens often. Like there's, there's a lot, but I don't okay. remember. Isn't there one where a bunch are vaporized or something all at once? Or did I make that up? <sighs> there might be. Yeah. I could think of episodes where two red shirts die, but like I was struggling to think of anywhere three die. Yeah. I'd have to like, I, I, I feel like there probably is somewhere on the internet, like the episodes where all the red shirts, like it's listed, which episodes, which episodes? red shirts, but I don't well, have that information. Dear right listeners, now. if you know of another episode where there are more red shirts that die, please do send us a message. Yeah. I know we've already watched the episode where the highest body count is and that yes. was earlier, but I don't remember yeah. which one it was. I'd have to look and I don't think notes. that was red shirts, right? That was, it was just in but, general. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, know, man. that's all I've got. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much. This episode didn't really do it for me, so. Okay, well, we got some messages. A lot of them have already been talked about. Um, there's the, uh, like, following orders when it leads to, like, death, duty versus personal safety message. That comes up a lot. And then, of course, the resultant survivor's guilt. Um, and then that kind of ties in with the self-sacrifice for others, specifically with Spock and Kirk. And they're never-ending doing that for one another. There's, like, this weird one of, like, and this is the one we were kind of talking about. It's weird. I don't know if you guys have comments on this. But, like, the repression of, like, sexual impulse is bad, like, kind of message. But, like, at the same time, they don't want to, like, talk about it explicitly. It's very puritanical. Huh. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, Yes. It's really weird. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very puritanical. But at the same time, like, they are... Like there's so like element. sex is good, but we can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's also like, yeah, that's interesting from a writing perspective because you could also make the argument that like things start to go downhill for them once they see Chekhov. Exactly. And, right. No, exactly. Um, that's yeah. It's 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 the apple. Yeah, where um, what's this? Well, the main guy? I don't know his name either. The main guy's like, don't make me tap the sign, buddy. Like, <laughs> you know the rules. We're gonna throw you in the pit. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, of course, the last, the main one, um, like, which kind of sums up to when is interference in another culture okay? The, like, over-the-top Eden metaphor is part of that. And then, like, it's pro- probably a loose metaphor for um, 
like interference of another culture, like changing their government to democracy. That would be my best bet. Yeah, I think that the one about interference, that, that's the one I would say just like, it's always on the side, but I wish they'd just lean into it more on one of these. Because um, it's interesting. Well, and as like Americans, they don't really self-reflect. They just kind of come to like the no. conclusion that what America is doing, like their policies are correct. And they're like, well, that's that. Like, <laughs> Well, that's interesting too, because often in some of these, there's a lot clearer, um, it, it's a lot clearer the linkage to things like, um, you know, Vietnam or, mm-hmm. or, or just foreign Agreed. interventionalism. And this one, I mean, maybe if you were watching the 60s, it'd be a, a cleric, but I, I don't, it doesn't link the same way. It just feels, yeah, feels weird. Antagonist? Yeah, this is a... Cave of Wonders, Landrew. I think... This, yeah. This, this, <laughs> so Landrew couldn't do much, right? Landrew had cultural power, but like, all he could do was turn on the, the red lights and make it red hour, right? That's all Andrew did. Yeah, he never trapped the ship, right? No, boy, we watched that one so long ago. I don't it think so. It was a long time ago. I think he might have stopped him from teleporting, or maybe they needed to stay down there for some reason. But I think at the very least, oh yeah, Val is higher than Landrew, so I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, I think so too. But Val's able to like, you know, he's casting D and D spells and. uh that one where you call lightning. <laughs> call lightning's a pretty good spell. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, Our druid always calls lightning, and he destroys. Yeah, I do lightning. it a lot. Yeah. It's super fun. I killed a dragon that way. Uh. Wow. Yeah, I mean, every turn you get, what, uh, choose a spot, five foot in every direction, what, it's a two. Yeah, it's it's a, a big D8? range. It's a pretty yeah. good spell. I think it's D8. Yeah, I guess you cast at higher levels, you get more D8. Anyway. Yeah, higher um, levels is good. You do. Yeah. I mean, he's probably casting it like My a fifth, level spell to, yeah. to vaporize a red shirt. Yeah. Actually, maybe that's what happened. The first time he casts like a level eight spell, and it's like, oh wait, that was way too much. That's and then when Spock is <laughs> like, oh, Spock, I'll just cast it as a level two. I already burned too many high level spell shot slots. <laughs> yeah. I only have a level two left. So this I is only what got doing right yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Boy, is that a level three spell, listeners? Anyway, um, <laughs> he's also got that plants. Man, he is a druid, isn't he? He's got those he's plants that change things. Yeah, uh, he's like machine plant growth, which I don't know how and... that. How machine druid works that's kind of weird but that his, now that his we're wild doing shape that, is that's a snake really weird yeah his wild shape yeah his wild shape is a snake mine's usually a bear i like being Boy, guys bear. uh let's just turn this into a D&D anyway. podcast. How about that? <laughs> guys that would be a fun more fun than this podcast. episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just saying well just saying. I, so who else anyway of these people could landrew have so here's could, the trick landrew this... <laughs> Landry's in this group with like a whole bunch of people like Mob, Kirk, to Tracy, and Mirror Kirk yeah. that would probably not make those reflex saves against lightning. You know, mm. they, they were not super threatening. Landry's down there because like Landry is really not. Here's, can, could uh, Cave of Wonders computer and the M5 Ultimate computer, yeah, how would yeah. that go? Okay, that's a great comparison. I know, I right? Think, so I think that's where I was kind of saying that I think... This is below M5 and above Landrew, and frankly, I don't have much thoughts beyond that. So, I bet Romulan and Sarek would have also defeated it. I mean, he has a ship, though, and the Enterprise struggles. 
Yeah, I just feel like so he would have... Rob, Romulan Serk would not have hesitated to use the phaser on Landru right away. That's fair. That's that a good point. That is true. That's a good point. And maybe Balak, too. I'm not sure. No, Balak was pretty, like, like he was actually chill. Nice. He was chill. He just, yes. Yeah. But if threatened, I'm not sure what he... Because he was kind of getting angsty there with the Enterprise for a while. Yeah. The Oracle is also a computer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Oracle is But it wasn't is a very good one. <laughs> It wasn't no. a very good one either. Actually, but actually like... the Oracle and and Ours. and this one actually make a lot of the similar mistakes, right? They both yeah. like fire yeah. on the Enterprise and they both like see the Enterprise as a threat, even though yeah. it's not. That might be one of the episodes I'm thinking about for the world is hollow and I've touched the sky of like the same basic yeah. premise. Um although yeah. I think I like that one a little better. I I don't know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's like the best episode that's ever been written. That was a weird one, but. <laughs> We're all in agreement that McCoy centered episodes are. The oh, best. that was that McCoy one. Yeah, McCoy falls in love. That was a weird episode. <laughs> I will say, I think McCoy has done better in that episode than this one. Um, oh, 100%. He's also like much more sympathetic there because he's dying of whatever space disease oh, he has. that's right. Triglycerohydrine yeah. disease. <laughs> it's like blah, six blah. or seven <laughs> syllables. I love it. Lots of things. Anyway, um, so like... Between Oracle and M5? Yeah, I yeah. think that's where we're zoning in. Yeah. Gary's I, seven. He's, he, he has a lot of future tech. He has future tech, yeah. It's hard I feel to like say. he'd probably be. So I think maybe right above the Oracle. Yeah, because he's I'm got a computer it. too, right? He's got a yeah, computer. Yeah, he does. Like, a super like, computer. Yeah, and it's like fancy, so. Yeah, I, I'll buy that. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Are we going to play bingo now? Because I would we just are. like to say that Chekhov says Russia. <laughs> he, and he does it in the right context. He says he like. Does. He does. Um, yeah, he that's funny. He says like. Russia invented, Russia had the Garden of Eden, essentially, right? So, yeah. Funny. So, actually, that was going to be a clarifier. And clarifier. I, I, yeah, but it wasn't on the sheet, so I can't. Okay. Oh, that. shucks. That's I know. So I, was, I was sad. I was sad because I was going to count it. But, yeah, it wasn't on the sheet. So oh, yeah, because that, that one would have been, like, my favorite one to do. Yeah, oh, I well. think that one is definitely countable for the record. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And, I well, and he said, just said that Russia was warm, right? Didn't he talk about the temperature? Um, I don't I think it was remember. two Russia talks, was warm yeah. and Russia was about, warm. I mean, it was right outside about, of like, Well, the Garden of Eden is in Russia, right outside Moscow. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Moscow, yeah. Oh, that made me so but, happy. Yeah. I love Chekhov. How are you guys feeling about bingo chances? Honestly, I don't know. Well, there were definitely some, but I don't know that it's enough. Yeah, I mean, there's a red shirt. <laughs> there's several. The communic <laughs> or the, um, the, the transporters don't work. Uh, do the yeah, weapons work? They are trapped on planets, so that's the, the the one. I think their weapons do work. They just never really try they, to use they them. They don't use them? Oh, yeah. yeah they don't um, even use them at weird all. reasons, yeah. There's no, there's... like, Vulcan neck penge. Yeah. Uh, there's food and drink, so I don't know if we want to say that McCoy drinks. Mm, I don't think... Oh, wait. Or is there just food? I think there's just food. There's just I think there's food. just apples, right? Yeah, it's just a lot of fruit. <laughs> it's just a lot of fruit. Um, it's just apples. That's all they survive on. Oh my god! Yeah, this is the worst very metaphor ever. Little, <laughs> very little here. Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm gonna say no because yeah. I, I mean I'm struggling to think of any others. Uh, There's a Kirk speech. Oh, I don't rabble, remember. Rabble. Yeah, 
Tell us, Abby, what was there? Yeah, there's, no, there wasn't. And there there's not a lot in this episode. Like, on the sheet, we had a bridge shake, away team trapped on planet, red shirts die all over the friggin' place. No. Um, there's a recurring actor. Uh, there is, there's a Kirk speech, and Spock does say fascinating twice. So, and then not on the sheet, uh, but, but in the episode, uh, Captain's Log, Ancient Earth History is referenced, um, Russians invented oh, yeah. everything. Oh, um, I love that. And then we could have, have an argument for a prime directive ignored, but that wasn't on the sheet either, so it didn't really matter. Um, but yeah, no, there's there's stuff in here, but it's just not enough on the sheet. And it's kind of spaced out. Yeah. I would definitely say prime directive is ignored. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of would too, but, uh, but it wasn't on the sheet, so it didn't matter. It's just such a muddled episode, right? Yeah, it really of... is. It's, I think it's... they were trying to have too many themes. Yeah. If or just, just hammering the one a lot. Yeah, yeah frankly. This was a Pevney episode, too, um, I noticed at the front. But it was also a Gene Coon episode, so. Um. Yeah. Well, shall we figure out Let's what we're one. watching Yeah, where's our real-life hat? Is it a top hat? Oh, there it is. Boy, uh, Chelsea, we're going to guess. Bag shape like guess. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, I'm going to guess Arena. Ooh, I was going to guess Arena, so I'll say Spacey. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with either of those. Ooh, ooh. Sorry, guys. Still no ooh. prizes. Charlie X? <laughs> Oh, wait, no, Galileo 7. Changeling. <laughs> oh, Paul, you did it! They're just! Uh, I usually, They're I usually guess the Changeling, too. <laughs> yep, we're going season three, or season two, episode three. Uh, the Changeling, a powerful, awesome. artificially intelligent Earth probe with a murderously twisted imperative, uh, comes yeah. aboard the Enterprise and confuses Captain Kirk as his creator. Yeah, I remember loving oh, this awesome. one, so... <laughs> We'll see if it holds up, but I remember this one being a blast. Okay, that prop, I hope we talk about it for like an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll that talk about it in What season did you say this is? It's is two. This... It's season okay. two. Season two. Okay, I love its like little screwdriver. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, lovely listeners, we will find out what Chelsea's talking about next time. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on your social media of choice. We're mostly hanging out on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can email us, info at 3dboomup.com. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe and rate and all those fun things that you do with podcasts. And we will see you next time when we watch The Changeling.